Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Find Me in a Book podcast. I'm your host, Tav. Oh, my gosh. You guys, I, I if you follow me on Instagram, you saw that I have had COVID the past eight days, and that's why there wasn't an episode last week. It was rough. Uh, I have been vaccinated, um, but it was still pretty rough. Like, I slept so much, I still have, like, a stuffy nose, and my taste and smell haven't come back yet, and I still have a cough, which comes up all the time. Like, I cough all the time. It's so annoying, but hopefully, like, I'm getting tested tomorrow. Hopefully, I come back negative, and then I can go back to work, but yeah, it's just been a wild time while I've been here in quarantine, and I've been reading a lot. And I'm excited about this book to talk to you because I, I believe I read it last week and I n- instantly knew that I wanted to do an episode on it. So I wanted to do an episode last week on it, but I just could not, I just couldn't do it. I could barely talk and I was just so sick. So I apologize that there wasn't an episode last week, but I feel like you get it. Kind of? Yes, I hope you do. Anyways, so this is episode 30, which is crazy. Like, thinking that uh, I've been doing this for 30 weeks, it's it's insane. 30 episodes. I love it, and I hope that you love it, and I hope that you've been enjoying it, because I have as well. So the, today's episode is going to be on Stone Cold, and it's by Winter Renshaw. And it actually was released, I think, this month or last month. But it was in 2022. It's a very, very recent book that has come out, uh, which I love recent books, but I also love books any year, honestly. But it's especially refreshing when it's new because then it's kind of, like, up to date with, like, current trends. And it just, I don't know, adds a little bit more uh, to the storyline knowing that it, it happened just barely, I guess you could say. Uh, I have read um, books by Winter Renshaw before. Um, I believe I've read, like, I think it's called, like, Heartless and Trillion. They're pretty good. Um, And then I just downloaded one called The Cruelest Stranger. One thing that I have really been thinking about her style of writing and the books that she reads is that the men in there are broody. And they're not, like... It's not to the point where you get, like, annoyed with them or frustrated that you're like, come on, like, get it together, like, like the other, like the main character, like the girl, like, admit that you like her, and stop being so stubborn, and you know what I'm saying, that some writers, they, uh, they write these broody characters, and it's almost, like, too much, where you're like, this is kind of getting annoying, can you please just admit that you like each other? But it's not in Winter Renshaw's. She has the perfect amount, like the perfect, she knows the line. She knows exactly when to have the broody character soften up or you learn the story of the broody character. And so your heart softens towards them and they start to like fall in love with the main character or just like the turn of the story works perfectly. And I'm surprised I haven't read more of her stories. I think I've just been caught up in other authors and I've kind of forgotten about her. But I'm glad that this book popped up on my little Goodreads, like, hey, you should read this. And I was like, okay, sounds good. 
and I loved it. I freaking loved it. Even rereading it again to like do my notes for this episode, I was like, this is so good. I love this book. So yeah, I definitely recommend her books. Um, I am going to read like, I'm going to try and read a lot of them, especially if like they all kind of have that broody men in them. And I love that trope. Uh, I don't know if it's a trope, actually. I think it's like enemies to lovers, kind of. But just like that kind of character, I love that a lot. So I'm going to read like a couple more of hers and go from there. And I'll keep you guys updated if I'm still obsessed with her, which I'm sure I will be. So as for this book being sister, mother approved, I would say yes for both of them. I think my sister would really like it, like the whole book in general, uh, I think my mom would like it. Of course, there's like spice in this book and toast scenes, so I think she would need to skip that, of course. Um, but I think that she would like everything else about it. Um, it is spicy, but not overly spicy. So I would give it like maybe a three on the spice scale. Like it takes a little bit into the book to get to like a toast scene. And even then, it's not, like, so descriptive that you're, like, ooh. And it's only one scene that is descriptive. And then every time that they do have toast after that, it kind of does, like, a fade to black or they kind of skip it a little bit. So, if anything, there's only really, like, one toast scene to really, like, skip over if you're not into that thing, into that type of situation. So yeah, I would say it's like a three, but it's it's such a good buildup throughout the whole book that you're like, yes! So it's kind of like a very good justified scene. <laughs> I don't know if you really need to justify it, but it's just a very good buildup and a very good like, very good toast scene, and I really enjoyed it. This book does have both of their views. Um, so we have like the two main characters. Her name is Jovi and his name is, is Stone. Um, so it goes back and forth between them both. And you get to know each other's background, which I really enjoyed. So let's get into Stone Cold. The first thing we learn about Jovi is that she's been a little bit sick, probably with a cold. Um, but she had NyQuil the night before, and she wakes up to her best friend, like, frantically calling and texting and saying, do you know what you did? Do you know what you did? And she's like, uh, no, I don't. I guess Jovi the night before, when she was on NyQuil, tagged herself in her ex-boyfriend's engagement announcement. And everyone's kind of freaking out, like, what are you doing? Like, you guys haven't been together for five years? Like what what's happening and are you like jealous are you trying to cause contention what are you trying to do and she's like whoa 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 like I haven't even thought about him in five years like I have no idea why I would have tagged myself in this but I did not do it intentionally and so she immediately goes and untags herself because I mean who wants to be humiliated like that they are talking like do you think anyone noticed and they're like yeah someone probably did notice and she does realize that she has a message from stone who is jude's best friend so jude is her ex-boyfriend um and stone is his best friend and her and jude had been together for three years he had gone on a trip to mexico and the day that he gets back, him and Stone get back, he breaks up with her. Um, and he met his current fiance uh, in Mexico. 
and he like had cheated on Jovi. And so when he does get back to Mexico, he breaks up with her. And so he's been together with this new girl, Stacy, for five years now, and they'll be getting married in two months. So that's kind of like a little bit background with that. So Jovi goes and looks at the message from Stone, and he's very like, you could call it Stone Cold, uh, like the book is, uh, but he's very like straightforward, very much like, I don't know why you did this, I uh, don't think that I care, but you should probably like untag yourself. And he's just very like snarky and kind of sarcastic about it. And so she replies back with a snarky and sarcastic comment. And they kind of like go back and forth a little bit. Uh, a little bit of background with Jude and Stone is when Jude was five, his mom died. And so he had a single dad. Um, but him and Stone were best friends. They had been best friends since like preschool. And uh, Jude and Stone came from a single mom, and she uh, she died when he was ten. And so, him and Stone and Jude had been best friends there. And so, immediately Jude's dad was like, "Yes, like he can come and live with us. I'll take care of him." So he so Stone moves in with Jude and his dad, and they've been best friends since. And so now, uh, Stone is a divorce attorney, and he's very successful. And I can't remember what Jude does, but it doesn't, it's not super relevant. And then we go back to Jovi, and she is a best-selling author, and like one of her books has been picked up for a show, and so she's, she's doing really well. She's always loved reading, and she's sold like quite a few books, and it's, she's a romance author as well. So I, I really enjoyed that. I, I thought that was a good um, addition, and she's successful naturally. Um, and so with these Facebook messages, her and Stone have been like going back and forth with each other and still being like sarcastic and kind of petty. And um, then it does a flashback to when to when Jovi was 19 and she went to this party um, that her her and her best friend went to. And so she is kind of sitting by the counter drinking her drink and a guy comes up to her and they hit it off really well. They realize that they have, like, the same taste of music and start talking about, like, Bon Jovi because that's what she's named after, like, is Jovi. Um, and so she then, like, a couple minutes into the conversation, she starts to feel really sick. So she runs to the bathroom and throws up. And there was already a guy in there, and so he, this guy, like, helps her and holds her hair while she pukes. And they start to talk a little bit, and they hit it off. And he invites her to go and get some food, like, at a restaurant. And so she's like, yeah, sure, that sounds great. So as she's going back, um, like, through the living room, looks into the kitchen, and the other guy's gone. And so she's like, okay, I mean, I guess whatever. Like, I'm going to – I like this guy, too. Like, he's attractive. I'm going to go get food with him. Doesn't really think anything about it. A couple weeks later um, – Oh, that guy in the bathroom was Jude, by the way, that she, like, hit it off with. So a couple weeks later, Jude is talking to Stone, telling her about this girl that he met, which is Jovi, and saying that she is going to be coming over, they're going to watch a movie, and then they're all going to go out to dinner. And Stone's like, okay, whatever. So Jovi comes in, and I don't think, actually, I don't think, um, I don't think Jude told Stone her name yet. Because when she came in, he realizes that it was her. Like, Stone was the first guy um, that was in the kitchen that she met and had hit it off with. 
but he pretends that he had never talked to her before or met her or anything like that. But she knew otherwise. Like, she knew that they had talked and hit it off. So her and Jude start this relationship, and they were together three years, and Stone was there with them. He was kind of the third wheel. He spent, like, all his time with them. They went on road trips together. They went to concerts all together. They all lived together their last semester of college. Like, they just did everything together, and he just kind of had his stone-cold attitude the whole time and, and was pretty neutral towards her. And so after the three years, her and Jude have broken up. And then um, I think it was a year before the current time that uh, she met this guy named Jason. And they had a whirlwind romance. They fell in love. They got married. And they had been married for six months before he was like, nope, we're getting a divorce. And she was like, wait, what? And now he wants to take her for half of what she's got, even though she's was an independent person. She's made money from her books. He didn't bring like anything to the marriage, um, and so she needs like a divorce attorney, and that's what Stone is. And so that's kind of how it all goes together, I guess. So that weekend, um, her and her best friend are at a diner, and her friend is like, "Don't look now." But Jude and his fiance are a couple booths behind us. And Jovi's like, oh, no. Okay. So uh, Stacy, who is Jude's fiance, she goes to the bathroom. He comes over and says hi to them. And they have kind of like a cordial conversation. And um, he asks how she is. He doesn't really ask how the best friend is. He just asks how she is. And so they talk a little bit. And then he goes to pay the bill. And her best friend is like, uh, did you notice, like, he would not stop staring at you, like, he, and he looked a little bit miffed when you said that you moved here because of your ex-husband, and, uh, Jovi's like, why does it matter, like, he shouldn't care, he's engaged, he's the one that broke up with me, I don't care, like, I'm, I'm completely over it, which is really a, a thing that, like, I don't know, in other books, like, when, an ex comes up to them and talks to them like the main character kind of like obsesses over them a little bit or like sees if they are still interested you know what I'm saying like they kind of explore it a little bit but with Jovi she's like no I'm over it like I'm done it's been five years like I don't care about him like she's completely over it which I thought was really refreshing and that she doesn't explore anything like she doesn't want to ruin the marriage she doesn't want to like go out with him like at one point he asks her to go to coffee and she's like no like I'm not gonna go back in the past like I'm over it which yeah again I thought it was very refreshing and I thought it was a very great um very great kind of finalization that she had like she'd already gotten over it she doesn't want to visit the past I loved it I enjoyed that a lot and so then it goes to Jude and Stone when Jude had come over and Jude was like, oh, my gosh, like she had been married. Like he just kind of goes on and on and on about Jovi. And Stone calls him out and is like, why do you care? Like, why, why are we talking about Jovi? Like you broke up with her and you're engaged. And like she accidentally tagged herself in the photo like, you should not care about her. You are about to be married. And Judah's like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I guess. 
so during this time, Stone and Jovi are still like having a conversation over Facebook together. And they're getting a little bit more snarky, but also a little bit flirty. Or not really flirty, but like more open towards each other. And randomly, Jovi messages him and was like, did you ever like me? Which I thought was very bold. Like, and I really enjoyed it because I'm a pretty bold person when it comes to that. Like, when I met my husband, um, I he was doing this, like, comedy show. And I afterwards, like, after the comedy show, the... The comedians or whatever, uh, like the improv people, they stand in a line and they would give you like high fives at the end. So you'd go through. So I gave him a little paper basically saying like, hey, you're an attractive person. It was kind of this like gimmick thing that people would give each other in college. Like, hey, I think you're attractive. Be like, uh, like socially responsible and recycle to another person or something like that. So I gave him that. And that was before I found out that he, uh, his roommate was dating my roommate. And so I was like, invite him over. And so from there, like, I was pretty bold about everything. Um, I leaned in and gave him the first kiss. Like, I didn't want to wait. I mean, it was a couple days later. Um, and when we had first hung out, like, I held his hand first. Like, I just went for it. Like, when I liked someone, I just went for it. I didn't like waiting. I didn't like waiting for them to make the move. And so, yeah, a couple days later, uh, he had dropped me off at my apartment, and I leaned in and kissed him because I was like, you know what? I just want to get the first kiss over with so then we can, like, make out. Like, it's as simple as that. And so I like when, like, the heroine or the female character, I like when they're bold. I really do because I associate it with more. Or I... I relate to it more. And so when she's like, did you ever like me? I was like, yes, girl. Yes. Like, call him out. Like, ask him straight up. Uh, and so, yeah, I just enjoy that. And he asks, like, why do you need to know? And why why now? And she's like, hey, you should call me. So, like, nothing gets lost in translation. And he does. He actually calls her, which I thought was very cool. And so they have, like, a, a little conversation. She wants to get, like, more deep into it. Um, but he has court in the morning because he's a divorce attorney. And so he's like, can we have a room check? And she's like, okay, like, tomorrow at 7 p.m., we're going to talk about this, and we're going to call. And he's like, okay, that's fine. So the next day, she had agreed to watch her neighbor's dog because her neighbor couldn't find a sitter or anything to watch her while she goes out of town. So Jovi has been watching this dog and her neighbor gets mad at her and says like, oh, you can't have a dog in your apartment, blah, blah, blah. And so she's about to get in trouble. So she calls Stone like after the work day, like even before seven and was like, hey, uh, I have a big favor. Can you watch this dog for the weekend while my neighbor is out of town? Like I don't have anyone else that can do this. And he's like, sure, like, bring bring the dog over. We can talk about everything there. And she's like, great. No, I love that. So she goes over, and they talk, and they have good conversation. They reminisce a little bit. Uh, she's very open with him. She, uh, she starts to, like, wonder out loud, but to him, basically saying that, like, sometimes she wonders if she hadn't, met Jude that night like if she had only met Stone and she had always felt that her and Stone had more in common 
she straight up tells him like she had a crush on him back then but of course she wasn't going to do anything about it because she was dating his best friend and so it just kind of like opens his eyes because he had felt the same way and you kind of get hints of that as you read like his background and and how he talks about her and everything like that you get a hint that he did have like a crush on her because he saw her first and so for her to admit that she had a crush on him I'm like oh my gosh this girl is bold like I love that and so it's like out in the open she's admitted that she liked him had a crush on him he's just kind of like oh okay like ball is in my court basically so the next day um he gets a call that his new client is in and it is Jason who is Jovi's ex-husband and he comes in saying like oh I've heard great things about you Stone like you get people what they want you're a great divorce attorney I want this this and this like and just lays it out to him and Stone puts him in his place and is like so you want everything that she has earned from her books and and he's like were you guys together when she like wrote this book like is it based off of you and he's like no I'm pretty sure it's not but we could lie and say that it is so Stone is immediately like no like you our our law firm is not going to represent you you need to find someone else and so Jason is kind of upset but that's honestly like the last we hear about the whole divorce attorney thing like anything so I mean that's when uh, Stone calls Jovi and says like hey I want you to like terminate the lawyer that you have right now I want you to go to my partner and have him be your attorney or lawyer or whatever I honestly don't know the difference um, but he's like he's bit he was basically my law professor he's very good like I will make sure that he accepts you and she's like oh wow okay thank you so he gets that all set up it's very nice so that weekend she comes to pick up the dog um, and that's where he tells her more about Jason and about what he is wanting and so she tells him a little bit more about Jason and he's like why why did you marry him like what was going through your mind and she's like honestly like he reminded me of you like she's saying this to stone that the good parts about him and what she liked of stone like he had that he liked the same type of music he liked the same movies he liked all these different things so what she liked about stone jason had and so that's why she like fell in love with him and she invites him invites stone to a concert that next weekend and he agrees to go and they have a really good time and they're getting know getting to know each other again and the next day I just love that she did this that she's trying to figure out how to start how to talk to him that next day and like start texting him and at the concert previously they got these like souvenir cups and so she took a picture of it and sent it to him and was like oh my gosh you forgot your souvenir cup like you need to get this and he's like he knows what she's doing and he's like okay I'll come over tomorrow and, and get it and she's like okay that sounds good so the next day when he's about to go over to her house that's when Jude shows up and he looks like a mess and I guess Stacy found him like his Google searches and he had been looking up Jovi and her history and what she's been doing the past five years and Stacy was very upset which I mean it's very understandable 
like this girl tags herself in your engagement photo and he has been kind of like talking to Jody a bit and then you see that he Googles her like so she like she kicks him out and so he goes to Stones and is like hey can I stay here and so Stone has to cancel with Jovi because he's like I can't they're fighting like I I gotta be here and she's like okay that's totally fine so the next day she has to go to Stone's office to meet with her new attorney and they start talking about marriage a little bit and like divorces and things like that and I thought this was very interesting I uh, want to know I mean I want you to think about it I want to know what you think about it if you want to message me um but he says that Stone says this he says people fall in love with the idea of marriage or the idea of what marriage should be instead of falling in love with the flawed human being they're marrying which I thought was very interesting uh I come from that background where you get married really quickly and you have you a lot of the people in the culture that I grew up in that uh, you meet someone for like three months, you get engaged, and then you get married in the next three months. So you've only really known each other for six months. And that's, that's very, very common. And it makes me wonder if, if that's what it is. Like we've grown up that you get married. And so maybe people are in love with the idea of being married and falling in love and being married, but they're not actually getting to know the person that they are marrying. And so there is quite a like high divorce rate in the culture that I grew up with, which I thought was interesting. And my husband and I, we were in that. I mean, we dated from October to February. And then that's when we got engaged was February. And then we got married in that July. So it was, it was about nine, ten months that we were together. But that's that's still pretty short in like other like countries or other states like usually people are together for a couple of years before they get married and I, I I was one of that I wanted to get married because that's what I knew and yes I had gotten to know him a bit and um and all that but I was in love with love and because I, I was reading these romance books and that's what I wanted I wanted this romance I wanted this love and so, I mean, I'll admit it, I got married very, very, I got married when I was barely 20. And I wish that I had waited, I really do, but I don't regret my marriage, of course, because Jared and I have, JR, who's my husband, we've figured out um, that, I mean, we've fallen in love with who we are as a person, and we figured out who ourself is. Like, we figured out our own story and who we are, and then we found each other and we've fallen in, in love with each other over and over. Um, there's like this quote that says like, uh, you have to fall, there's like many funerals during a marriage or something. Like as people grow, as you and your partner grow, you have these funerals of who you were. And that's why I think Jared and I have been married for so long. We, we hit nine years in a couple months that we have grown with each other and as each other has changed and progressed or changed into a new person, anything like that, we've adapted and we've grown with that person and we've grown to love that new side of them instead of being like, whoa, 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 this isn't the person that I married, like saying, like stuck where we were, like we have progressed, we have adapted. And so I, thi I thought that quote was very interesting 
that people fall in love with the idea of marriage. And I agree with that. That's that's how I was when I first got married. I was I didn't really know what marriage was. I didn't know what all went into it. I knew that people said that it was hard. Um, but I was in love with the idea. And so now nine years in, I want to tell people that you have to grow with the other person as they change and as you change and adapt with each other and have many funerals of the person that they were and the person that you were and fall in love again. And anyways, that's kind of a, a little spiel of the background um, of how I fell in love. <laughs> I recommend marriage. I don't really know how to like summarize that up. but And so I wanted to follow that up with something that Jovi said, which she, of course, is a romance author. And so then she said, like, call me crazy, but I still believe in finding that one person and spending my life with them. I love the idea of sharing my life with another person, knowing their nuances and idiocracies, having little inside jokes, traveling the world together, making our own traditions and building life of our own, which honestly, that's the best part of marriage. Uh, so JR is still in Utah right now. We have been apart for over a month. Um, the last time we really spent time together was in February. And then he came out here for a contract job. And right when I was about to come out here for a job, to like North Carolina, like the week before he goes back. And so he's in Utah. So we were together for maybe a week. And then I come out here and we have been apart since then. And it's the beginning of June now. And he will be here in a couple weeks. So long distance has made the heart grow fonder. It really has. I've never lived on my own before. Like never. I went from my parents' house to college with roommates and then from that to being married. And so I've never lived on my own. JR and I have never been apart more than a m like a week. And now we've been apart for like over a month. And it's, it's definitely helped us grow. And I think that's a situation that we, didn't, we had never come across in our marriage. And we learned how to communicate even more. Um, I mean, we've had situations where we've learned to communicate. We have great communication now. But this was a situation that we had never encountered, and so we we adapted and we learned together, and we've been doing pretty good with long distance. But I, it's also made me realize that I miss my best friend. I he is my best friend. He is the love of my life. He's my best friend, and it's just it's really made me miss him. It really has, and so I think this has been a good uh, good jump, or not jump start, but kind of like how. <laughs> resuscitation I don't know where they use those like uh electric things on your heart I don't know when you're like dying I don't know anyways it's kind of like one of those to our marriage where we were kind of like we were coasting we were good we were great we loved it and then we had this and now we're just like want to be together like it was a good refresh again anyways you're learning a lot about my <laughs> relationship and marriage today. It, it's been a, a good thing, and I'm excited for him to get over here to North Carolina so that we can be together and everything will go, not, I mean, back to normal, yes, but it's also a very, very good fresh start for us because we moved clear across the country. So to be able to have this new chapter together, that's very, very exciting to me. Anyways, back to the story. So Jude is actually stays at Stone's place for five days, 
Like, he doesn't attempt to go back to Stacy, doesn't attempt to, like, make up with her, like, nothing. He just stays there. And so that's when Stone is like, I can't do this anymore. So he calls Jude's dad. And he's like, I'm not going to put this on hold with Jovi. So he tells her, like, hey, let's watch a movie tomorrow night, like, at your place. And she's like, okay, that's great. So he comes over, and they watch this movie, and it's really great. Once it's over, they start talking a little bit more. During that time, she had, like, at the concert, after the concert, I guess, she had given him one of her books because he's like, I, I really want to read one of these. And she's like, okay, that's great. So she asked him, like, after the movie, like, have you read the book? And he's like, yeah, actually, I finished it. Like, it was, I really liked it. And he's like, are all of them, like, that detailed? Because I guess she does, like, steamy romances. And she's like, yeah, I mean, like, there's, and she she says to him, like, there's something inherently heart-stopping about a man who wants a woman so badly he can't contain himself. A man who has to have her at any cost. A man who wants her so badly he physically aches. And then there's that magical moment when he realizes she feels the same. Which, honestly, that whole paragraph describes exactly why I love romance books. When it, there's like the buildup and then it's when she realizes and he realizes that they both like each other and it just like kind of explodes from there. That's my favorite part. My favorite part of a romance book is when they both realize. And I just, honestly, that it's why I'm addicted to romance books. It really is. Because I just love that. I love love. I love romance books. I love these stories. <laughs> I just, I love it all. She then asks him straight up, like, if he's ever felt that way. Um, like, so moved towards a woman. And he, oh, I loved this so much. He is honest right here. And he says, for years I stood back while another man kissed her. Another man told her all the things I wanted to say to her. Another man held her in my arms only to throw her away when he was done. And that's when she realizes that he's talking about her. Like he has always been in love with her. And he tells her that straight up. So she realizes that he's talking about her. And they just kind of look at each other. And then he leans in and they kiss. And then it gets like heated. And as it's like getting heated, he tells her like, I have always been in love with you. <laughs> oh, my heart. And then they have toast and it's really great. And I loved it so much. But that's the, the only scene of toast that's actually like descriptive. But yeah, he says like, I never hated you. I was in love with you. But that weekend, she stays at his place. And so she goes down in the morning uh, to make them coffee. And as she turns around with like the coffee cups, Jude is right there. And she's like, um, hi. And that's when Stone comes down and him and Jude just kind of look at each other. And Jude is like, what is this? Like, and he gets so mad. And Stone was like, you know what? Like, and they just, they fight. Like, not physically or anything, but they just, like, fight. And that's when he tells, like, Jude, like, I have been in love with her from the very beginning. I saw her first. And that's when Jovi realizes that he, like, Stone lied about, like, him remembering that they met first. And she's like, wait, what? Like, you remember? Like, you lied and said that you didn't remember or that it didn't happen. And he's like, I know. Like, I stood in the background. My best friend loved you. 
and I didn't want to get in the way or do anything like so I've just been in the background and so that's when like Stone and Jude have a lot to say to each other so of course Jovi is upset um, but she's like you know what I'm going to give him time so she leaves uh, the next day she's taking the neighbor's dog out for a walk she comes back and sees that Stone is there on her porch and she's like how did it go and he's like you know what we we're still friends we're not probably going to be best friends um but I just let him know that this thing between me and you isn't like it's not going to go away like this is going to be forever like I want to be with you I love you and she's like oh okay <laughs> like that's so sweet like he uh, chose her over his best friend and that makes me so happy so then it goes to the epilogue and they have been together for 18 months and a couple months back, they saw Jude um, at like a f- at a farmer's market, and he had like a, a different girl on his arm. So they had heard that uh, Stacy did take him back, but then she decided that they shouldn't get married. So they broke the engagement off. So they didn't get married, and then he had found another girl. Um, but Stone and Jude haven't talked since then. It's been like the, I think they saw each other at like the 15 month mark or whatever but they waved at each other they were very cordial um they kind of did like a sad smile towards each other and stone was like you know what we'll probably become friends again in the future but for now like we'll just stay cordial to each other go back to like the 18 months he is actually in line at one of jovi's uh, like her book signing and there's an old woman behind him and is like, oh, are you a fan of her? And he's like, yeah, I'm a pretty big fan. Like, she is, like, my girlfriend, and I'm actually going to be proposing to her. And so it's so cute. Like, he waits in line to get, like, a book signed, and then he goes up and proposes, and it's so cute. Like, I just loved the story so much. Like, I, I this is one of the books that I am going to put on, like, my favorite shelf. Like, I think I'll I'll purchase the physical copy of this book because it just... I I don't know why it just, I mean, I loved it in general, like, I loved it so much, but I don't know why I loved it so much. Like, I honestly will probably reread it, like, quite often, because it, I don't, it's just something about it that I just, it just, I don't know, tugged my heartstrings, and I loved it so much. So, anyways, that is Stone Cold. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hopefully I didn't babble too long for you and and that this story intrigued you enough to go and read it or not read it. I kind of basically told you everything that happened. But I definitely recommend it because uh, to go and read it because then you get like both views really and see like their history more and like their thoughts and how they think and I I always recommend reading the book even though I told you basically everything. So I appreciate you guys. I'm grateful for you guys. Please go and like and subscribe and rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Follow me on Instagram. That's where you get updates on everything. And I will talk to you next week.